What up, my friend? Coach Polly Barr here from Coach's Corner. I want to thank you for joining me for conversation nuggets and tips that'll set you free. If this content is bringing you any value today, I want you to do me a huge favor, my friend, and drop me a review down below here on Apple Podcast. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at identityofonecoaching at gmail.com. With that being said, it's time to dive in so that you can be set free. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode here on Coach's Corner. I am Pastor Paul Lee, pastor of Set Free Life Ministry, and I want to welcome you in. Thank you so much for coming in and dropping by Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now even on Pandora. And so thank you, everyone who is here. Um, share this out. Let me know that you're here by dropping a, a review here on Apple Podcast. And you can always find me at setfreelife.net. You can also reach me on all my different platforms from Google Podcasts, YouTube at bit.ly forward slash podcast platform. And so today I've got one of my special guests, one of my best friends, one of my boom shaka homies, which is my coach, um, because I firmly believe that in order for me to coach, I have to have a coach. And so this guy is a rock star. This is Ryan Roy. We met um, over Periscope a few years ago and kept that relationship going. And one of the things that we're going to talk about today is leadership, because this man has a heart for leadership. And we're going to talk about the pulse and the heartbeat of what servanthood is. So Ryan, do me a huge favor, do us a huge favor and introduce yourself. Let us know where you're coming from. Let us know where we can find you and let's dive into this dynamic conversation, my man. Hey, Paul, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. I'm super excited about today's conversation. Uh, Introduce myself, Ryan Roy. I am a, a believer in God. I am a husband uh, to my wife, Lisa. I just yesterday was our 12 year anniversary of meeting. I shared wow. that with my son as she's out of town. Uh, I am a father of two boys, uh, Christian and Jaden, nine and three. Uh, I am the founder of Justifier Just Do It Coaching. Um, I, I love to serve in the community. I uh, am on the board of a uh, 501c3 called the Sock to Him Sock Campaign, which you're familiar with. I serve at my son's school uh, on the PTA, on the foundation boards, and I took over and grew uh, their dad's program, which is called FBI Dads. Uh, Fathers being involved, grew that from six dads to over 400 involved fathers at the school and looking to take that program to the next level and uh, just started the FBI Dads podcast um, just this year. So uh, super excited to be here. Super excited to talk to you about leadership uh, and, and, and doing it from a place of service. So awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And, and FBI dads, um, that's a, that's a powerful thing because right now in, in the world, not only right now, but generation after generation, um, there are tons of broken homes. And as we read in the Bible, it started from Abraham where he kicked Hagar out. Um, and now she's a single mom roaming the earth with Ishmael. And so it's, it's not something that just started, you know, in 19, you know, the 1900s. I mean, this has been going on 
for year after year after year since the beginning of time. And so it is imperative that we as uh, fathers continue to uh, improve, continue to seek that help. And that's what you guys, that's what you're doing, uh, bringing that impact. And so with that being said, I want to dive into this whole conversation of servanthood and servanthood leadership, servant leadership. Um, Both of those go hand in hand. And so I want to hear your take on what it really truly means to be a leader and how do we lead people in this chaotic world that we're living in? What's your take on all of that? Um, You know, so I don't, for a long time, I didn't consider self, myself a leader. Mm. Uh, it, it didn't come until many years later when I was doing some personal development. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I grew up. I played sports. I was captains of teams. I did, you know, I, I just thought I worked harder than anybody else. So they had to give the the captain title to somebody. But I never said, "Ooh, I want to be captain." Oh, or once I got that C on my chest, it wasn't like, "Oh, look, I'm the captain. Pay attention to me." It, it, it gave me an added responsibility of, oh, wow, I need to work harder. Like, cause now mm-hmm. there's, a, I have an expectation of myself, but now there's an expectation of the people around me that I am to lead them. But I wasn't looking to lead them. I was looking to lead myself. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to do the best for myself and, and play uh, even this game of life or play the sports I played at the highest level of my ability. So I didn't look at myself as a leader until many years later, I was doing a personal development thing. Um, it was called, uh, the enlightened warrior camp. And we went for a week and what they did, they would teach us in the morning about leadership or taking action in your life and sitting there taking notes as they're doing a three hour lecture. And then the afternoon portion of it was now we're going to go implement what we just learned doing some type of activity. Wow, And they would put us in these scenarios, uh, real life scenarios, if you would, uh, and see how we responded. And we did this for four days, four major activities. I mean, some of them were hiking up a mountain with a group of people with you know, a whole bunch of crazy rules uh, and how people responded to those rules. Like, I'm not going to do that. Or like, hey, embrace it or or, or you know, try their hardest, whatever it looked like. It, it looks different for everybody. Uh, and, and for me, I just attacked that the way I attack most things in life. If you just full steam, you gave me a set of rules and I'm just going to figure it out and, and, and move forward. I'm not going to waste a lot of time. Right. Thinking about it. Um, and at the end of this process, and there was a group of people that had, we called ourselves a tribe, a tribe of 66 people that I did this with. And there were four tribes at this entire thing. Ours, uh, they made us do an exercise and they said, sit across from each other. Uh, and you, in, in one row uh, of 33 people and another row of 33 people and you're knee to knee, eye to eye, face to face. And he did an exercise called the beauty I see in you. And you had 30 seconds to look the person across from you that you just spent four days doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And so, I mean, and we, just to give you an example, I mean, we did those those ropes courses, you know, 100 feet in the air. We did walking on fire, coals. We, you know, all this wow. stuff that would create a lot of fear in people. And you had to go across from these 33 people 
and 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 then you raft around and you're on the other side. So you you talk to 65 people, and some people you spent a lot of time with, some people you spent a little time with, Paul. And and some people like, wow, you were in my tribe because 66 people doing a whole bunch of stuff. You you don't interact with every last one of them over the time period. Right. Looked at them and they said, you will be able to see into the soul of this person. You guys just went through a whole lot of stuff. So I had 30 seconds to say the beauty I see in you to somebody. And then they had 30 seconds to say it back to me. And then you switch seat and you go to the next person and go around. Gotcha. Without fails, all 65 people said leader to me. Wow. And, wow. you know, 65 people don't lie to you. So for the first time in my life at age 34, 35, uh, I actually had to believe it. Mm. So what is it to be a leader? I think it's to show up for yourself at a high level uh, and do it for the right reasons. You know, as I describe, you know, being on the PTA board, the only reason somebody asked me to be on the PTA board is because I started leading FBI dads. Why did I say start leading FBI dads? Is because when I said, where's the organization? It was the guy who sent an email about it and myself who showed up to the meeting. And I said to him, well, where are all the dads? And he said to me, and it is so crazy because it's the title of the whole program is fathers being involved. He goes, well, the dads just don't want to be involved. Wow. And I said to myself, that's, that's false. And how do I know it's false? Because it's false for me because I'm here and I want to be involved. And if I know mm -hmm. I feel this way, I'm not unique. Come and on. if I'm not unique, we just need somebody to lead this thing. And I'm willing to step up and lead the charge. And as I said, it started off the first time I did an event, six dads showed up. And I actually felt a little dejected. I was like, man, maybe this guy's right. And I said, no, do as you do everything. Show up. Show up to serve. Show up consistently. And this thing will grow. Wow. But it wasn't without some seeds of doubt by other people who doubt themselves. See, I don't doubt myself a whole lot. <laughs> right. And I think that's what leaders do. Leaders sit there and, and, and pave the way. Uh, and I think there's a leader inside of every single one of us. But too many people are sowing seeds of doubt into people. And people are, for whatever reason, believing it. And, and I think people need to listen to their gut more often. And people mm -hmm. need to speak up more often. And people need to uh, be true to themselves. Uh, there's a great poem. That I, that I love. I don't even know the name of the poem, but there's a line in there and it says, uh, in, order to, in, in order to be true to yourself, you must be willing to disappoint others. Right? So when I hear that, wow. how many times do I, do we, you know, somebody says, oh, I don't want to do that because my mom may be upset. You know, I almost didn't write my book because I had to talk about being abandoned by my father and I don't want to upset my mother. How many people would I not serve if I didn't tell my story? It's my story. Wow. Leaders don't worry necessarily about who one or two or three people you may hurt in the process in order to serve the masses. Wow. You just spoke to me, man, because that's one of my, uh, my fears, I guess, um, my doubts is writing my book of my life because I don't want to hurt my mom. You know what I'm saying? But how many more other people need to hear that story? Um, so, man, thank you for that. That's I'm, I'm sitting here going, oh, 
don't, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's real talk. Um, and I'm so glad that you mentioned um, abandoned by your father. So in this leadership role that you just always just did, you just always took action. That's, that's, that's your whole brand is like, just take action, figure it out as you go. You know what I'm saying? Um, where did you get that attribute from if there was no father leader in your life? How did that come? You know, it's a great question, and, and I'm glad you're asking it because I don't know that anybody's ever really asked that uh, before. And and if I were to answer it completely truthfully, I think it just came from my mother. Uh, she didn't put limiters on us. Uh, as I said, people put those seeds of, hey, you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. Uh, and my mother always uh, spoke against that and, and for, you know, you have the ability to do anything you put your mind to. Uh, you're bright. You're smart. You're wow. good looking. She, I, I remember she she said to me at a young age, she says, you're, you're going to have doors opened. And, and I don't mean this to be vain in any stretch of the imagination. It's just something my mother said. Right. And it just makes sense to this day. And I know it's hold true in, in my life. She says, you're a good looking kid and, and doors are going to open because wow. of your looks. She goes, that's not your fault. That was something that was given to you. So don't ever look down on it. You know, if, if, if all things being equal and you got a handsome guy that's going to get hired or someone that's not so handsome, right. You know, the, the chances are they just may go that way, but don't look at it as a negative thing. Walk through the doors that are open for you. Right. And one of my earliest memories, my mom used to host a lot of parties and this just, it's this, and it's just mom sticking up, you know, <laughs> mama bear sticking up for her cub. She had asked me, I think I was three years old, Paul, and mm. there was a box of brand new wine glasses, stemmed wine glasses, glass. And she told me, take them out of the box and put them on the table. She just needed these taken out, put on the table. Um, and she walked away and went and do something else. I'm three years old. I have a three-year-old right now. I would not ask my three-year-old to do this because <laughs> I know he would break some stuff. <laughs> my nine-year-old, listen, my nine-year-old at three, three. I may have done it just because mm-hmm. he, he he's just a different His nature, person. Right. And uh, uh, another woman came up. I don't know who this is. This is one of my earliest memories. She said, no, no, don't do that. What are you doing? And kind of freaked me out. And my mom came in, Mama Bear, and scolded this woman. You never tell my child he mm-hmm. can't do something. If he's gonna if I told him he could do it, he could do it. What's the worst thing that happens? He breaks a glass or even cuts himself and he'll learn a lesson. Whew, that's so good. So when you ask me, you know, take action, mom allowed me to take action. It brings me to another story. I I was getting um uh, some physical therapy done on my ankle a couple of years ago. And my physical therapist, you get close with your physical therapist when you're going, <laughs> you right. know, two, three times a week, two, three hours at a clip. Uh, and I would talk about my son and she would say, you know, do you have a picture of this kid? Like, I, I just want to see you talk so much about him. And I'm scrolling through my phone looking for a good one. And I come across one and he's about three and a half, four. So I know I'd let him flip glasses. <laughs> and right. I said, oh, here's a picture of him. And she goes, oh, great parenting. Is that a knife in his hand? And it was a butter knife. And he was making himself a three and a half, four, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. 
and I took a picture of it. And I said, as a matter of fact, it is a knife in his hand. Why do you ask? And she goes, oh, how could you give a knife to a three and a half, four year old? I said, because he's capable and I trust him. Wow. And I was right there. And if anything were to happen, I would be there, but he's capable. He made himself a perfectly good, messed up, beat up <laughs> sandwich. Right. And he ate it and he felt empowered. That's my job as a dad. That's our job as parents is to empower our kids and give them the skills necessary to succeed and flourish in life. Um, so my mother did that for me. Wow. That is so good. I mean, most, you know, not most, but a lot of stories that we hear as men is like my role model was my dad, my role. You know, when I see my dad, I see the rock star, a lot of women like, Oh my God, my dad, that's my dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, but to hear this flip side of it, of just that story. Um, and I was hoping that you shared that story because you had told me that story months ago. And I was like, I hope he shares that story because that is a rock star story, man. Like, don't tell them what they can't do. Tell them what they can do. Show you know? them what they can do. Show them what they can do. And it's the same in Christianity. That's when I got converted into really <clears throat> having a relationship with Christ was I was tired of hearing what I couldn't do. Well, what can I do? as a Christian, <laughs> because if not, this is boring. I can't do anything. And so tying it back to, to leadership, the heart of leadership is it's those influential moments. Like you're like moms are nurturers, right? But sometimes I've, I've seen uh, where the nurturing is just a little bit too nurturing to where it's, it's hovering. But your mom was, was one of the ones that was like, listen, the worst thing that's going to happen is, is, he, is he's going to cut himself and he's going to learn a lesson. He's going to learn for himself what not to do and how to be more careful. So let them learn those lessons. And I think it's it's rock star that you said, okay, my younger one, probably not, right? Because you know your kids. And how do you know your kids? You are watching them from a distance. You're watching them do what they do. Um, you're watching them play. You're watching them interact, right? You're not hovering, but you're watching. And so in those moments, you're you're saying, all right, this one, he can do this. But this one, eh, not so much. <laughs> not yet. He's not prepared for that. But you're but but you're keeping it to yourself, saying, I've got to discern these things. And you're not telling the one kid, you can't do that, or you can't do that. Don't do that. You're just saying to yourself, I'm going to give that task to someone else. And so that leads to the heart of the leadership, the heart of a leader. We must know who and how to give responsibility to certain people. It's not that we don't like a person. And so many times we see, I've seen in leadership where people get upset because why, well, why did you give that job to so-and-so? And why did you give that job to so-and-so? Because you have your job to do. This person is doing their job. You follow what I'm saying? So it also goes back to the word where I believe it was Peter asked Jesus about John. He said, well, what about John? Jesus said, don't worry about what I've given John to do. You worry about what I've told you to do. You follow what I'm saying? So how do we, how do we discern or how do we relay that message? Um, to a team to be able to not make, I guess, not make anyone feel bad or offend somebody, 
Um, it's not our job not to a fan. We just assign. But how would you um, relay that message over to somebody who may be having that challenge of, I want to give it to this person, but this person just may not take it the right way. What yeah. So, so, so I don't, uh, don't worry about whether or not somebody takes it the right way or not. First of all, is what I would say, right? It's, it's, it's not the job, but, but in order to not take it the right way, I think the best way to do this, you and I had a recent conversation around this is ask good questions, right? So in order to get to, to, to give somebody the right assignment as a leader, is to mm. ask questions or put your your people in positions. So I, I always think great leaders. I think back to great leaders I had um, in my life, whether they were bosses or coaches or wh- whoever it may have been. This, this one guy just stands out in my mind. I don't even know why his name's coming to me. I worked with him for a very short period of time. His name was Ray Rutenis, and he was a, a, a chef at a restaurant I worked in. And Ray came in at that just that hard-nosed guy, and you were like, oh, my gosh. This guy is going to suck to work for. I don't want to deal with him. He's just this hard-nosed, this this is my way and this is how it's going to be. What I found out about Ray within about a month or two is Ray came in to see how people responded to him. Ray wanted to see who was going to respond to him in a positive way and who the ones were going to be the troublemakers. Mm. And the troublemakers he kept in line and the people that responded and say, ooh, I like this authoritative leader who is strong and really worked into and would do anything for him, which I happen to be one of those people. I like, I'm just going to respect the guy. He's demanding respect. I'm going to respect him. Uh, he really lightened up on us. Didn't have to be that hard-nosed guy with us. Mm. right? He got to know his team by putting some pressure, a little pressure on the pressure cooker with us. I love it. Once you get to know the team and how they're going to respond to things, good or bad, uh, I just saw him as a good leader because the, after about a month, I could tell jokes with him. We laughed more than we ever did anything else. But he knew he didn't have to be hard with me because when the time for the job to be done needed to be done, he didn't have to helicopter parent me. He didn't have to helicopter manage me. But he had to some other people. Uh, but going back to asking questions, if you're not coming in and you're not that Ray Rutenis who comes in really strong, I think sitting back, observing and learning your team, because when you're quiet as a leader and you're the leader, guess what? People are saying is that you always worry about the quiet ones, right? But you're learning, you're observing. And then once you learn and observe, you start asking people, well, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Hey, what are your strengths? Where do you see your role in the organization? Like I'm here to make the organization better and I'm only as good as my team. So what are your strengths? Not only what are your strengths, what are the areas that you consider to be areas that need improvement? Notice I said something there, Paul. I didn't say weaknesses. What areas would you consider to be areas you can improve? Because as we talk, words are powerful. And if someone's like, oh, well, my weakness is... Now they're already putting themselves down. But if you ask them where they can improve, they're naturally saying this is not an area of strength for me mm-hmm. and I can improve in this area. Now I could choose to put my energy as a leader into improving where they're where they need help. Or I could just focus on what they're really damn good at and give them tasks that meet what they're really good at. One of my challenges 
as as a an FBI dad, right, or or a parent in general, is I think about those parents. So if you think about really successful people, if you study successful people, and they, you 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 talk about they talk about their children if they had it as as they were children. You, you think about artists. There'll, there'll be artists out there, and, and I, I'm just bad with names when it comes to things like this. So, but I've studied things, and there was an artist out there that said, "Yeah, when I was a kid, my parents just allowed me to dream. They just gave me all these colors and all these paintbrushes and did everything in my room was, you know, just painted from ceiling to floor, and every wall, every door, every knob was just this. And they practiced their craft. Their parents allowed that space." To grow that. Then I think about some kids who are challenged in some areas. Like right now, my son uh, is off from school. He's on a break. He's up playing video games. And people would say, why why do you let your kids play video games? My kid also has a YouTube channel. He also edits video. He also, when he gets on stage at school, whenever he has a presentation, he's the one who's supporting his friends. But he goes up there and talks to a group of 30 and sometimes 400 people in a room. And wants the microphone, but it's all because he shows interest in these things and I allow it to happen. And they're like, wow, how do you get him to do that? Well, he plays video games. He talks to his friends on there. He talks with confidence, but I tell him he needs to do that in real life too. But going back to Mm -hmm. these artists, one of my challenges with parents is they'll, they'll take a kid who's bad at math and he'll come home from school. And they'll say, you need to practice your math. You're not very good at it. Like, so until you got to get at least a B in math where they're just a D student in math, because it's just not the way their brain is wired. But this kid loves to read. Right. And loves to write. And they'll take those three hours and pour it into something to get them like just above average when they could spend those three or four hours Mm -hmm. empowering them to read a whole book. And tell me about the book in a book report. Tell me about the book you just read. And my son, if I ask him about a video game he just designed or he just played, he will sit there and talk my ear off because he's passionate about it. But leaders, listen to me, leaders, because as a parent, you're a leader. Find out where their strengths are and where their passions are and pour into that. Right. That was a long answer, but I hope it answers your question. No, that is so, so good because it brings back to my memory because I was never good at math. I just, I wasn't good at math. I was good at art. I was good at writing. I used to write a lot of poems. And so my punishment for not doing good in math was taking care of my creative side. And I think that's why now, (laughs) because I'm this adult, I'm so creative. Like I could take something, you know, I mean, I I could take something and just And everybody's like, oh, dude, that's so dope. And I'm like, eh, it just comes natural to me because I'm creative that way. I used to do graffiti. I used to do, just do all that, you know, all that stuff. And so that is so important that you said that because there's so many times in my generation, it was always focus on your weakness. If you're not doing that, do it right. And it's like, when I, when I grew up, you know, then I start hearing like, you know, these leaders talking about empowerment and, and focus on your strengths. I'm like, why would you focus on your strength? You got to fix what's broken. And it's like, no, now I'm like, listen, what are you good at? Like, what, like, how can I help empower you to do such? Just like my son, when he was playing football, he was not able to, to play with these big guys. I said, okay, you love the sport. 
Then he found out he was a photographer. Hey, take pictures for the football team. And he became great at it. I mean, this guy is a rock star photographer. Um, so I just, I'm just blown away by what you were just saying. Just get to know your team, get to know your people, get to know your children, get to know the people that are around you, because that's what's going to help you as well be successful. And so as we close up, Ryan, if in your spirit or in your mind or any kind of thoughts that you have for that leader that might be in that, um, you know, in that realm of not understanding that they are that leader or whatever is in your spirit that you have to drop so that that leader that's out there that's struggling in any uh, area, um, speak to that one that will help them to become that servant leader. Yeah, I, I, I think they say trust your gut, right? And I think as as leaders, um, go with your gut, you know, go against the grain every once in a while. There, there are so many people who will say, well, this is how it should be done. Um, and if it just doesn't resonate in your soul, like it doesn't resonate in my soul to have my son work on something that he's not good at. I mean right. – you know, even even my wife will say, well, he's better than that. And I'll say he is better than that in other areas. So let's focus right. on those areas, right? And it's not easy telling um, as a leader of the house, right? But she's a leader also, right? She's the mom. I'm dad. We're a team. It's not right. easy for me to tell my wife, like, hey, let's not put so much energy into that. Uh, you know, energy and time is precious, right? Let's put it in areas that are really going to build up uh our 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 team and in this case my son uh so listen to your gut if if mm-hmm. if it if it feels like the right thing to do do it it doesn't feel like the right thing to do ask questions right continue to ask questions as a leader <laughs> uh and, and i'm just going to give this simple example um i i was in the uh service industry for a very long time uh, and I always had bosses, and, and, and I, I worked in a lot of different uh, five-star establishments. And people would say, hey, I, I need you to do this. And I wasn't asking to be defiant, but I would always say, why? Mm. And if someone told me, because I told you so, I would immediately say, well, then I'm not doing it. Because if you can't take the time as my leader to explain why I need to do something, wow, I'm not going to do it. So if, right. if if I don't know why I'm doing something and it doesn't make sense to me, I'm not going to do it. And I can tell you, can, can I tell you a story? I know we're we're we're, we're going on time, but I had the 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 uh, general manager of a billion dollar hotel walk into a ballroom one day. We're about to open the doors for two thousand people, and I was the only one who happened to be in the room. And he comes next to me. He goes, "I don't like that napkin fold." I said, "Okay." And he goes, I think we should change it. I said, I respect that. And I just stood there. He goes, are you going to do something about it? <laughs> it's just coming back because this is a funny story to me. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, um, I said, well, I'm not going to do it. He goes, do you know who I am? I said, I do know who you are. He goes, well, I want you to do it. I said, you don't pay my bills. I said, the guest. Wow. Pays my bill. And the person who's running this event did not give me that order. So although it may make sense to you, 
in order to change a napkin fold for 2,000 2000 place savings is going to take about an hour. And they want to open the door for their 2,000 guests in five minutes. So if you want to do it, you can start doing it. But you're going to have to answer the person who's paying the million-dollar bill for this week of being here and why it got delayed. So if you want to have that conversation with them as the general manager of this hotel, you can, but it's not going to be me. And I walked away. Wow. So then my boss <laughs> had a conversation with me a little bit later. He goes, why do you talk to people like that? I said, because he was about to make a poor decision and he wanted to involve me. And I'm not going to make those types of decisions without, I don't, it doesn't matter who he is. He right. was wrong in that moment. I will tell you that that general manager from that point going forward had a tremendous amount of respect for me mm. because I led and made a decision and I explained to him why I wasn't taking his advice to change things. Right. That made a lot of sense to him. I just wasn't being defiant. Right. But if I would have said why to him, I just said no. But if I would asked why and he said, well, I don't like it, well, that wouldn't have been good enough for me to take action. Wow. That's so good. Listen to your gut as a leader because 99 out of 100 times, it'll be right. Trust yourself. Man, so much in there, bro. And it all begins with trust. Trust yourself, trust your gut, trust what you know is right because you're put in that leadership position because someone else trusted you, right? If there's a committee, it's like, hey, let's put Ryan in charge, you know, PTA, all that stuff. Let's just put him in charge. Or, hey, Paul, you know what? Hey, Paul's the guy to do it. If they're trusting you to do it, then go with the gut and run with it. And so that is so, so good. Thank you so much for these analogies. Thank you for these stories. And so Ryan, where can we find you, your website, your coaching? Because I'm telling you guys, this guy is a rock star coach. He has has helped me tremendously this year. So Ryan, share your resources, share your stuff, your books, all that good stuff, man. Hey, Coach, thanks for asking. What I would love to do for your audience is not only tell them where they can find me, but I would love to offer them a free gift. Man, that's awesome, man. Thank you. Because, you know, implementing leadership in their life is most important. And for you parents out there, I'd love to gift you what I call the Dad Daily Four. There's four things that I think you should do with your words and your actions every day to show true leadership in your life that will raise healthy and happy children. So those four things are really simple, but there's a lot of psychology that goes into it. So I can tell them to you here, but the Dad Daily Four free PDF, you could access at fbidads.com forward slash Paul, because you're on Coach Paul's thing. So I'm going to tell you those four daily things really quick so that you understand what you're getting. You tell your kids these things every single day, doesn't matter what age they are. They could be in the womb. You could start talking to them or they could be out the house. But if you start saying these things in different ways, kids will appreciate it. And all of that is in detail in Dad's Daily Four. Real simple. I love you. Two, I believe in you. Three, I trust you. And if you could tell your kids, I am proud of you because, and finish that sentence, you will raise healthy 
and happy children and build a connection like never before. And that's true leadership starting in your old household. So again, fbidads.com forward slash Paul to get your free PDF version of the Dad Daily Four. Awesome. And I will have all those links and all that information down in the show notes. Uh, so Ryan, thank you so much, my friend, for coming in. Thank you for uh, sharing your your wisdom with us on leadership. And uh, I'm sure we're going to have you back. So everyone who's listening, thank you so much for showing up. We love you. God bless you. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you once again, my friend, for joining me here on Coach's Corner. If you have found value in any of my content, do me a huge favor. Drop me a review down below so that I know how I am doing. Also, you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Coach Paul Ibarra. I also do a morning devotional live every weekday morning on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Wake Up in the Word. I hope to see you there, my friend. God bless, and I'll catch you on the next episode.